Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, my name's Cameron Bedding, and welcome to the Your Mind is Your Home podcast. I'm going to share with you some ideas and concepts all around mental and emotional health. I'm going to discuss ways that may help you expand your way of thinking that may then possibly improve how you're then living. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as I share with you now some positive insights around mental health. I started reading self-help books many years ago, and I'll be completely honest, I remember when I first discovered my first self-help book, I thought it was a load of nonsense. I actually laughed at it and I remember talking to friends thinking, oh God, this book that I discovered, I just thought, oh, you know, it's it's just a waste of space. And um, it was when I was teaching Pilates in a studio um, many years ago, it was the boss had this book and she kept referring to this book. She kept running to the shelf, flicking through, looking at it and having these realizations. And I thought, what the hell is this book that she keeps going to? But I remember one time on a break, I was flicking through and I thought, what an absolute load of nonsense this is. I was looking at this particular book, which I then actually went on a year later to read and literally changed my life. It became my Bible. Um, however, but at, at this moment, I thought, God, this is just all a load of woo-woo. And so I think there was a realisation for me, which which came before I started looking into self-help books, that I was extremely, extremely negative as a person. Um, I was negative with my thoughts. I was negative about the things that I would say about other people, about situations. I always seemed to, I was really, really, really good at finding the negative in myself, in others, in situations. And it was my normal. It was my complete norm. And so, there was this period of self-reflection. It, it was a year later I picked up the book, um, or maybe I'd even ordered it, and um, I started reading it. It was really positive, and I just felt different within myself. 
So not only had I knocked the book, but I didn't know anything about it, which is what a lot of people do. A lot of people did to mine. They said, oh, you know, I flicked through it. It's not going to help me. But unless you put the work in, unless you actually put the work in, you're not going to know. And that's where I'm going with today's episode. Um, If you want to change your life, you have to take action. People were laughing their heads off when I was at another talk last year and I stood on stage and I said to them, I said, I've been thinking about having personal training because, you know, I'm getting a bit older. I want to be get a bit fitter. I want to improve my health. And I, you know, I need some direction and I want to lose some weight. And I said to them, I've really thought about this. I'm going to find a trainer and I'm going to go and talk to them about my problem. I'm going to pay them once a week and I'm going to go and sit there and tell them how I want to lose weight and tell them how I want to get fit. I'm not going to take any action. I'm just going to tell them, which is what you just wouldn't do with a personal trainer, right? You would take action. You don't go to the gym with a trainer or even by yourself for someone, for somebody to come along and lift your arms and push you into a squat or get you into a lunge. You you do it yourself, you put the work in, it's the same in a fitness class, you do it. And so the reason my life changed very, very quickly, the reason it changed many years ago very quickly was because I did the work. And so the book that I started with was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life, which just spoke to me. It was it was like a breath of fresh air, it was positive, it was simple, it was straightforward, it spoke about the mind-body connection, it spoke about how our thoughts influence how we feel and how our actual thought processes are creating our reality and that's when I realised that my reality was from my negative mindset, my negative communication, my negative thoughts, my negative inner voice and so I did the work, I did what she said, I didn't do all of it and I didn't agree with the whole book, you take with anything that you're working with, you take what works for you, you take what jumps out for you. And I did that and I saw and I felt and I experienced changes very, very quickly. The big changes were with how I felt within myself. I was improving how I was feeling by changing how I was thinking. And then I started to see the world differently. I started to see people in a new light. I started to walk around the city, I started to drive around London, looking at life, experiencing life in a different way. And so you have to do the work. And how I got to a point where I became a professional practitioner and went on to study and train and become experienced in so many different mental health modalities that I use collectively, how I got there was I was reading a specific NLP book by Richard Bandler, who is the co-creator of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And I was sitting at home by myself, having some downtime, reading this book, because once I'd had that um, spark from that single self-help book, I wanted to devour everything I could. Um, and what it was, it was more so in the Richard Bandler book, where there was a paragraph about thinking of something in your past and adding a change to it, um, adding a kind, changing the settings, which is very NLP. And so there was this small paragraph which explained 
how to change a memory that you th that only you experience, that only you see. And so I followed the instruction and I did it. And then it said, now think of the memory. And it had completely changed. Not only had the memory, the internal representation changed, but the feeling had changed. And that was it. That was the light that set the fire for me because I was like, okay, if this is what I can do with my mind from one paragraph, what else can I do? And that's when I went and trained as an NLP practitioner for my own personal self-development because there was a big part missing in my life, which was how to think, how to use my mind, how to change and transform how I could feel and for the better. And I was learning myself from self-help books. And that's why I love self-help books, because if you want to experience what the author is saying, if you want to live and feel the benefit of what the author is suggesting from their experience personally, professionally, you have to do the work. You have to do what is suggested because people write and speak from experience. And so NLP for me, it was like a huge light bulb. And on my training courses, now that I'm at a level where I train practitioners across the UK in NLP and hypnosis, as a trainer, I often have students say, why wasn't this taught in school? And it's such a valid point. Why weren't we taught? And, you know, I'm 35 years old now, so maybe it is incorporated to some degree in schools. Maybe it's not NLP, maybe it's mindfulness or something. But, you know, I'm still getting a lot of teenagers that I'm working with whose parents say they didn't have the resources. So why weren't these resources taught in school? Why am I running these courses and training practitioners and even as adults the practitioners on my course they're like this is this is enlightening this is empowering so many people do the courses for personal development not just for professional work but people are like why was this missed out in my life why have i suffered for so long and so if you want to change your life if you can't work with a practitioner if you can't work with a therapist if you can't find the right person put the time and effort into self-help books and so where I come to on the podcast, because I'm going to move on to different mental health topics as I move forward in the forthcoming episodes, but I'm with chapter seven of my book, Your Mind is Your Home, accessing the unlimited power of your mind. Now, if you can think of every worst case scenario, then you can also think of every best case scenario. And so the midsection of my book where I've given the reader over, I think it's 11, no, sorry, it's, it's eight interventions that they can use to change their thought patterns, to improve those things that they see, hear, and experience inside their head. Well, this whole section towards the end of the book is what to do then with your mind after you've used those interventions and after you've broken the cycle of anxiety and after you've encouraged yourself to be more present. This is what you then do with your mind because your mind is powerful and you're only limited by what you think and so you can open up if you can you can open up those tabs those mental movies inside your head of the positive things that you want in your life of the situation that you're thinking of in the worst case thinking of it in the best case scenario 
and it can take effort it can take energy but you can do it you can construct you can imagine because it's what we will do naturally you can create this scenario or the scenarios that you want through visualization inside your head now if you're not good at visualization it doesn't matter it's a skill that takes time and practice it's like going to the gym you don't go once you don't get that result that you want in that first session it's an ongoing process and this mind workout this mind training this mindset development is an ongoing process for the rest of your life and so a lot of the work that I do with people if you're not good at visualization is you can work with your inner voice and we have lots and lots of different inner voices. We have positive inner voices that you might not hear so often. We have a lot of negative inner voices that may be very familiar to you. And as I'm talking about those inner voices, they might start hiding now off into the background inside your head. You might not hear them. That happens a lot in sessions when I'm trying to get an individual who's got this lack of confidence or low self-esteem that comes from a negative inner voice. Now, whether it's their own inner voice, whether it's a younger inner voice, whether it's their mother's, whether it's their boss's, whoever's inner voice is communicating inside their head, it often goes into hiding when I want to communicate with it, when I want to do some work with it. But we always tend to find it. And a common thing that I see with people is when we're trying to bring forward the voice of confidence or the voice of power or the voice of reassurance, they're there, but they're so far in the background and they're actually really weak. Now, a lot of people can get emotional and do get emotional accessing those voices but you can get those voices and I've written about this in the book you can bring them forward you can let them speak you can direct them to speak so that you can hear what you want to say so you can feel the way that you want to feel so you can change your life and so this whole last section it's all about looking at what you can do with your mind so that you break the cycle so that you stop the old patterns and that whole middle section is called the digital mind those interventions so that you can now install the new software inside your own head so that you can bring to light the capabilities that you have within yourself to think in so many empowering ways so that you can move past fear doubt anxiety so that you can move from pain to peace and you can do that it's a daily practice the more you do it like anything in life the more you do it the more you go to the gym the more you go to yoga the more you practice meditation the easier it becomes so the more you work on your mindset with the thoughts that you think the things that you see the things that you say the easier it's going to become for you to change and improve things for the better. And so I've spoken through the episodes and I've written in the book about how we look at so many different timelines on a daily basis from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok to Snapchat. We just look at so much news and information and, and infiltrated in that is so much negativity and positivity. But the timeline inside your head, which can often be a reflection of self-doubt or negativity or pain or you know worry that only you see you can transform that whole timeline you can transform your thoughts you can transform your beliefs you can shift and change things for the better if you do the work 
And so you should really encourage yourself through your awareness and through the skills that you learn for your mental health to check in on your mind on a daily basis, check in on your mind as often as you check in on the lives of other people that you don't know on your phone. Check in on your mind. And so towards the end of the book, I'm encouraging the reader to install and update the mind, update the home that sits in the mind. And if you want to create peace in your mind and to have peace in your life, it comes from you working within. And so I set the challenge of a 21 day challenge. And some people have written to me and said, I did it. I read the book, I made notes, I underlined it, I tried the techniques. And you know, when you're trying anything that's written, I'm very lucky and I think it comes from my old, old life as a professional dancer, where I had to pick up things very quickly, pick up choreography quickly. Um, I learned techniques, I learned things in one go. So I can read something and then I can do it. So, but for a lot of people, they need to read it. And that's why in the book, the interventions, they're broken down into step by step. Repeat the process, repeat the process, keep practicing, keep experimenting with all of the processes because your mental health matters. How often do you cut your hair and get your hair done? Or your nails manicured? If you have a flat tire on your car or bike, do you drive around with that flat tire for three months, for five years? If you've got a burst water pipe in your home, do you just stand there and watch it flood all of the inside and cause all that damage, or do you act immediately? Think about acting immediately on your mind, for training yourself or working with someone. Take action. This is a call for you to take action. And so if you do work with the interventions, if you do read the book, I definitely encourage you to build a home for your mind to live in, to create a space, an environment that you can sit in inside your head, that you can move around on a daily basis as you transport yourself from place to place in a better, more lit up, more vibrant, more positive environment inside your own head. And give yourself an understanding of the tools that are on offer in the book, but give yourself 21 days to practice each day using the skills, but not just using the skills, reprogramming a positive, empowering mindset. Give yourself the opportunity to think the best, to feel the best, and just notice, experience, and feel what you can do for yourself with your thoughts. Because there's so much, you're so unlimited, you are so unlimited. And so I have a glossary at the end of the book, which talks about how to apply the processes to fit. So broken down situations. So if you have anxiety, you can flick to the back of the book on page 242. And you can look at this um, advice suggested for anxiety. And it's the action to take, how to stop things, how to improve things. And then I give you with each situation two options. Try this option. So for anxiety, it says, be more mindful and less inside your head. 
with your thoughts. Use your senses to step fully into your present space and there's an ex explanation of how to be present as you step out of your mind. Option two, step out of the room of anxiety and step into the room of calm because you can create that space. Create a space inside your mind that is peaceful and tranquil. Really build up the environment, environment and make it vivid and real so that you mentally spend five to 10 minutes a day in this calm room of the home of your mind. So you've got not only interventions, but you've got action plans. It's the same for stress. There's interventions and then there's options. Overthinking, there's interventions and there's options. How to not take things personally. How to move past difficult past experiences. How to get over X relationships. How to improve and work on your health in relation to your thoughts. Emotional abuse, if that's something you've experienced in the past, how to use those interventions for that. If you have sleep problems, how to use the interventions and then also the options to overcome sleep. So there's a glossary at the back of the book because I just wanted to give you, the reader and now the listener, an experience of the things that you can do for yourself without having to work professionally with a practitioner. Now, the disclaimer here, because there's two in the book, two modern day disclaimers, which you can read, is that you may have been tried, you may have been tested, you may have been physically pushed at the hands of someone else, or, you know, you, know, you may have really suffered. And if these interventions don't work for you, don't give up on yourself. Try something new. Try something else. Because it might be, and someone said to me, and someone said it didn't work for me, and I spoke to them, and you know, they said they were disappointed, but it came down to the fact that they had severe post-traumatic stress disorder, which requires so much more work and so much more assistance. So you've got nothing to lose. You've only got everything to gain if you work on your mind. If you can spend hours, yes it will be hours, scrolling on your phone, you can spend a few minutes a day on your mental health. If you can learn how to work a phone, if you can learn how Instagram works when you first join it, or how, how to edit a picture or filter something, or how to do an Instagram story, if you can put the time, effort, and energy into learning that, you can learn how to work on your own thoughts, your own mental and emotional health. You can do it, right? It comes down to you taking action. It always comes down to the individual. I had a question on Instagram um, from someone messaged me who'd said, does the book, because I'd spoken about a mindfulness book that I was really enjoying at the time I was posting about it, and they said, does the book Mindfulness work, the one that you're talking about? And I said, the book doesn't work. I said, it's, it's me that does the work. It's not about the book doing the work. It's about me understanding it. It's about me embracing it, living it, feeling it, doing it, being it. That's what it's about. And it's with any book. It's not whether the book will work. It's whether you, the reader, you, the person, the individual will take action. And this, so far, discussing all of this work around your mind as your home in relation to the book, because I'm going to move on to different topics and away from the book and move on to more mental health 
issues and information and education through the next set of episodes and have some guests coming in that I'm really excited about to talk about lots of things or mental health to give you more education. But it all comes down to you taking action, right? It all comes down to you putting in the time and the effort. And think about this, and I've written about this, really think about this. If you are struggling, because I, I, I noticed a pattern when I first started working with people, that there was a sense of shame behind having a mental health challenge. And people would kind of whisper to me that they had anxiety, as if they were broken, as if there was something wrong with them. And I would say, you're not the, you know, you're not the only person. We all experience these things at times, but we don't all talk about them. So you don't need to feel that embarrassment or shame. But if you've experienced something yourself, to whatever degree, the sad realisation is that the people that you know in your life, your friends, your family, your children, will, at some degree, in their life, experience a mental health challenge. If you yourself are not educated and aware of the things that you can do for yourself, and you haven't put the time and effort in for yourself, then what state is the person that you care for going to be in, in terms of the resources they have, if you haven't? Now, it might be that they've done the work, but just think about that. If you know what you can do and you can discover, then you can share and inspire and influence the people that you care for so that they don't have to feel alone when those times happen to them. Thank you for joining me in this episode. You can reach me, if you'd like to, at CameronBeddy.com or you can find me on Instagram for daily motivation at Coach Cameron Beddy. And in the next episode, I will be talking about anxiety in more depth professionally, talking about my professional practice in relation to anxiety, giving you more information about anxiety so you can learn and you can try things to improve things for the better. Um, Please take action. Please invest in your mental and emotional health for yourself. And please join me in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.